Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit, man. I really do. How are you guys doing today? It's February 1st. You know what You know what I was saying uh, this morning? I said it's February 1st. So I, all of you, like I've been trying not to drink through January. It's actually been helping me sleep better. I recommend it. But anyway, so if you have a dry January, today's your day to start drinking. And uh, watch out for uh, all those people who are binge drinking. And I was saying that I started my day with a, you know, bowl of cereal filled with... Uh, uh, you know, what is, why am I blanking on this? Because I'm trying to say what it is. It's Kahlua, a big ball of Kahlua to start the day. It was pretty good. Uh, so, uh, um, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, this is Dr. Lisa on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I have this really, um, you know who's on today? One of my very, very, very favorite, favorite host, Ben Lewis. And he does Ben Talks on thir- today, Thursdays, from 5 to 7. So we're going to have a therapy session today. He's agreed to do a therapy session with me, which is awesome. So you can listen to our therapy session and then hear his show in a couple hours. If he's still, like, functional, if he hasn't, like, started <laughs> crying and curled up into a ball. So let's say hi to our good friend, Ben. Hey, Ben Lewis. What's going on? What's going on? Ben talks. He's wearing his Ben talks sweatshirt. That's right. Yeah. You know, Ben, Ben, I just have to finish saying this because I, Ben is one of my kids, uh, one of my kids that I wish I had had because we're all so proud of him here. He's one of our, our uh, people that he's a young man. And he started here and he just did whatever he could and he rose to getting his own show really quickly. And then once he got that show, man, he made it number one. And I was listening to his work yesterday just in preparation for this. And his show is fucking killer, man. I mean, he really he's really talented. But the show you're really talented, Ben, since you're in the room. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I was telling Ben why he's why I think he's so good, how he's really good at getting the whole thing going. And he doesn't insert himself too much like I do. And uh, he just has a really great show. And if you hang out with him, if you it's like hanging out with him and he has really good co-hosts, too. I'm going to say their names. Their names are Miss Hazel and Deuce. That's right. And uh so you feel like you're hanging out with these, you know, nice young people. And I, I learned that you guys DM each other on Instagram. That's how you guys communicate, yep. right? Power of social media. No, no Facebook, no Facebook stuff. Uh, no, uh, there, I, I met them through Instagram. Uh, but they're but, not really on, like on Facebook like that. No, but that's how you young people communicate. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. See, yeah. We're, we're still Facebook private messaging. <laughs> so I learned what was cool. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then when Ben came in, I asked him about the word nigga, because you guys say nigga like every two minutes. So I felt I felt a little left out about that. Like <laughs> I wanted to know if I was on your show and I said the word nigga, what would you? How would you guys feel? Would how would you? What like what what would happen there? Uh, we we probably have to tell you to not say that. 
I'd like there's no way I can say that. No, no, no. <laughs> See, this is what I don't un- I don't understand exactly, but that's that's cool cuz it's just it's something I need to learn. Well, anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'll have to look at, so I'll see now probably but anyway, that's all, that that could be a whole session on itself. But uh today I really want to get into Ben, you say you've never been in therapy? No, never. And so um, I'm I'm much too broke to afford therapy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> thank God you're here. I know, right? Yeah. Uh so Ben actually so you had something you said you were willing to discuss that you had something you were thinking about, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh do you want to tell us what that is? Oh, um well, uh as of January first I was uh dumped. I was, I was you put were on the dumped? market. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's crazy, hard right? to believe. It happened. How, how long were you with uh this young lady? Uh well we have quite the history, um, her and I. Uh we first first got together back in high school when we were like 15 wow yeah and then we broke up because we both were going to separate colleges mm-hmm. and uh kind of found our way back to each other um after college and we're together for a little bit and kind of se- broke up again and i think like we got back together back in 2015 and it was like what i thought was smooth sailing up until the beginning of the year Hmm. yeah um, but really, it's uh, we we broke up because she said she was um, tired of waiting for me to, I guess, propose to her. Not I guess, but tired of waiting to I guess take the next step in in the relationship as far as marriage and living together and and you know children commitment. and all that. Yeah, a big commitment. Yeah. Okay, so that's really common. And how old are you? Twenty-seven. Okay, so that's. You know, that's young, but uh, not ridiculously young. Uh, and how old is she? 20? Yeah, she's the same age as me. She's 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I could, was were you surprised? Like, have you guys had talks about commitment? Yes. I, I was, it was not that I was afraid of commitment or didn't have intentions of, of doing no. that stuff with her. Uh, I just, um to kind of to kind of give a little background. Yes, please. I was so the the biggest thing was I wasn't um working for a while. I, I had a job at a software company uh and I started I was there for like a while and in March of last year I got laid off. Mhm. So for a while I wasn't uh I wasn't working. I was kind of right. looking for a job and then I started I started here at Radio Free Brooklyn. Right. So I was just like uh, well, my plan was initially when I got let go, I was just like, you know what? I've been thinking about doing radio. I've been wanting to get on the radio for like the last like four or five years. Wow. And I never like took the leap of faith to find an avenue to do that. So right. when I got laid off, I was like, this is a good a time as any right. to, to, to go after it. Mm-hmm. So I looked into going to school and that's I didn't want to take out any more loans mm-hmm. or anything like that. So. And you're living with your folks, right? Yeah, right now, So you don't have a lot of, you don't have to pay rent or very, you know, whatever you, yeah, you don't have a lot of pressure, which you will later. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense to do that. Right. Get it. Yeah. So, um, uh, I guess, I guess in a sense I said that that's what really stopped me from like committing, not committing, but it stopped me from, 
I, I don't you don't want to get engaged if you don't have a job you don't want to be at least to me like I don't want to you know off, offer ask for this woman's hand in marriage if like I don't have a job or I don't have much to offer at the moment which is which is what I I felt at the time right well I I mean that makes sense but yeah but I think it's more more than that um having something to offer you you weren't um uh you you need to explore life more then that's what it was well i mean that's what i'm i'm what you tell me <laughs> does that make sense to you um so what i'm what i'm hearing you say is that you're talking about finding like kind of finding yourself a bit right kind of like having the freedom because you're living with your folks at an appropriate, somewhat appropriate age, and the where where you are in your life right now, you want to, you have a passion for something that you want to make happen. That's what I'm hearing. Is that make sense to you, or is that yeah, yeah, I'm right, or yeah. not I'm right, but that's the no, that's that's exactly right. what it is. I, I do have a passion for for this, and I want to make it happen. And you have ambition, so you have ambition that you want to see satisfied, and I think that, um, I think, I mean, whether this is true or not, I think a lot of young men, I think a lot of men in general feel this way that if they're not, and I think women do too, but I think particularly it's common that um, if you're not cooked yet, then you don't feel like you're ready to get married because you need to have the freedom of not being married to do whatever it is you need to do. Um. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that in, mm-hmm. entirely because mm-hmm. um, I it, it wasn't like and I told her what I was going to do. Like after I got laid off, we sat down, we had a conversation. She's like, what's your plan? Told her what the plan was. She said, OK, that's fine. Um, and despite that, like towards the end of the year, I did start to have the feeling of, you know, when like they always say when is going to be a good time. You know, if, if not now, then when? So I started to have that feeling of like, you know, I'm, she's not going to wait around forever. So mm-hmm. I actually, um, this, uh, I'm going to say it anyway, I actually got a, a ring for her. Mm. Yeah. And what, and had like plans to propose. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause I was going to, I was just, I just told myself like, you know what? She's not going to wait around forever. I told her I was going to do it and I'm just going to do it and we can figure things out like as we go along together. Mm-hmm. And, um, I actually plan to do it uh, this not not for Valentine's Day because I hate cliche right, things. Right, right. I just hate cliches. But I was gonna do it. Um, I had plans to do it in March, and uh, yeah, January first came, and she was just like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. I feel like we're not going anywhere, and you know, I just I, okay. So what's what's striking me about this mm-hmm. is the um, lack. I don't, I don't know what, whatever it is. What's striking me is the fact that you both had something very different in mind and that you were caught off guard and that you had, like, did you guys, had you guys discussed getting married? I mean, did you, and was that pressure that you had or like, how was that? How did that happen that you were surprised? That's what I'm getting that she broke up with you. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was doing it out of pressure. No, I know. I'm yeah. not saying you were, but I'm saying like, I'm saying it's 
just in general, you seem taken by surprise, right? Were you surprised that she broke up with you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what, and what was going on in your head was that you were going to propose. So what I'm curious about is trying to understand the disconnect between what ha- what she had in her mind where she was like, I'm breaking up with you and what you had in your mind, which was we're getting engaged. Like where did the communication or sensibility or sensitivity break down? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, one of the things, one of the issues I used to like have, uh, I guess there was a lack of, there's obviously a lack of communication there. Yeah. Um, that was probably something that was eating away at her for a really long time that she didn't communicate with me. Um, and so like when it, when it had reached a point where she couldn't take it anymore, that's when it all came out. Or if she was talking, like she probably wasn't like venting it to me, maybe talking to a friend about it or something like that. Uh, so I, like I said, I, I definitely, told her it wasn't something where like oh marriage i have no plans on doing like it wasn't something yeah, like that it was like yeah I'm, we're definitely gonna do that and at first i was thinking like yeah, yeah yeah i gotta do this i gotta do that and then i came to the realization i was just like you know what not gonna wait around forever let me let me no get this i mean done. it's sad actually because i'm sorry i mean it's sad because you actually had the ring and but but i'm just saying like did she not communicate with you i mean there are I guess what I'm thinking right now is there were issues that led to um, a miscommunication or a lack of communication. I'm trying to understand what they are so that we don't do it again or that we can like learn from it or something Mm -hmm. like that. So because it's also unusual that you guys were together for so long. Did you either of you date other people in the meantime? Like while we were broken up? Yeah. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm right. pretty sure she did too. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's what's unusual is that you guys have been together so long and I, it puts a, you know, it's a different perspective than if you dated for two years and you didn't, you weren't sure about getting married. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, your yeah, families yeah. probably know each other and so, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So when you, when, she, how did she present that, that, She's like, I'm breaking up with you. Was <laughs> it a, in a text? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. We asked. We spent New Year's Eve together. Uh, we went to a, we went to a show on New Year's Eve, and um, the next day I was we were I was with her um, at at her at her house, and uh, it was actually funny the way the conversation came about. She I have a drawer. I had a drawer in her in her um, dresser, and she was like, uh, I want my. I think I want my drawer back. That's how the conversation started. So oh. I was just like, okay, you want your draw back. Obviously, that would mean my stuff would have to come out. Right. And what would be the reason for that? And then she was a little quiet at first, and I was just like, okay, I kind of saw where it was going. I was like, oh, so, you know, this is like the beginning of, of the end here. Like, I see what this is. Like, there's no possible reason that you could just want your draw back. Right. You know? So I was just like, what are you, like, trying to say? And then she started, like, going into the whole like i feel so stagnant and i feel like you know if if we were if we were gonna be married and have all this stuff then it should have happened already and the fact that it didn't happen i'm starting to think that maybe it's not ever going to happen for us and maybe it's not it's just not like gonna happen and so you know i i'm tired of the of being stagnant so i just need to you know maybe we need to like separate mm-hmm. or whatever 
And I'm not gonna lie, it was a rough conversation. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, it sounds oh, yeah. really rough. It was, it was, it was rough. So, what, what happened after that? Did you tell her that you had bought her the ring and all that? Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell her like initially, because I was just like, it, it might seem a little like if I say, oh no, wait, I, I, but I got your ring. Like it's gonna seem like I might just be saying that just to kind of like salvage things, right, you know? Right, right. Um, so. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't tell her initially and then like we went a few days without talking and um like we had a conversation and it came up in, in that like next conversation we had after we'd we'd broken up. You know, where I was like okay, you're kinda of going through the steps of like sadness and, and anger yeah. and stuff. So I was just like, Yeah, like, you know, what really upset me was the I guess impatience is what like really upset me, I guess so to speak. How do you how do you see that as impatience or I'm just trying to understand? Um I saw it as I, cuz it was just like you you felt she cuz she felt like we were stagnant. And so right. um and that and things weren't ever going to happen and then it, like that upset me because it's just like I let you know what my intentions were. I let you know like I wasn't trying to waste your time, you know. I was very. Well, she was saying that she didn't have faith in you, and she didn't trust you, right? Yeah, and that's that. that yeah, hurts. that's a, yeah. That pretty much <laughs> that, that really that really hurts, upset. Man. Yeah, that really upset me. Yeah. <laughs> but did she like? Why do you think? Do you think she didn't trust you? Uh, didn't trust me in the sense of of how to to actually like do to what do I said what I was going to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. But do you? So does she have um reason to feel that way? Did you like? Were you con- like? Did you ever? N- did you not do what you were supposed to do a bunch of times? Or like, are you are you are you not reliable? I find you reliable as far as my interaction with you. But were you not reliable in her eyes? Um, that was an issue. I would say, like when we had first like uh, gotten like back together in 2015. Like there were something. There were things where she would, I guess. The typical like you know tell your boyfriend or, or husband or whatever to do something and it kind of slack off on doing it kind of stuff like that and we had had a serious conversation about it and from then i was like all right i'm not i'm, I'm gonna like make sure that i'm like consistent mm-hmm. i'm gonna make sure that i'm on top of certain mm-hmm. things and so i felt like i was doing a very focused and concerted effort to be on top of the things that we discussed and so i don't feel like i was unreliable but maybe there were still some things where she felt like i was inconsistent or wasn't reliable in doing and well i mean as far as the relationship goes like she doubted you would do you think that had anything to do with your history of breaking up or other reasons why you broke up or like i don't understand why she she doubted that you were there um i i'm not sure because i she's such a like i'm not sure if if how how much went into it and i haven't really sat there and tried to like maybe talk about it and try to maybe it was a bit of a test for you what i'm struck by though is how she started the conversation which i actually feel anger Anger at her. I, I mean, this is not anything. Everybody, radical. everybody I tell the story to, they feel like a little upset, especially at that part where the way the discussion was brought up. 
Yeah. So she, I mean, that was like the suckiest. Well, not just sucky, but disrespectful to the relationship and not helpful to her or anybody. We were, to, and we to, were taking down uh, Christmas decorations at the time, too. It feels a little bit like she was testing you or getting, she had some built, she obviously had some built up anger. Okay. But, I mean, obviously, right? Because yeah. that was pretty hostile, <laughs> no matter how she said it. Yeah. yeah. So what, what I'm wondering about is, did she consistently not able, did she consistently not let you know how she was feeling? Was that a consistent problem? Was it, I mean, this is not um, the I would first say, time this happened. Yeah, this I, I would, I would say that that was an, an issue for me um, because like the months like leading up to it, I would used to tell her like, I feel like, you know, you are kind of closed off like emotionally, like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to be, I don't want to just be here for you, like physically and, and monetarily or whatever. Like, uh, I want to be there. I want to know like how you're feeling. I want to know like if you're mm-hmm. stressed out about something, I want you to talk to me about it. And I feel like that was a difficulty for her um, to do with me because I, I felt like, you know, if it was like one of her friends or something, she had no problem talking to them about it. Mm-hmm. But like when it came to me, it was like, you know, it was, it was such like such difficulty. So did she have that issue like consistently like when you guys do you, do you understand why she had that issue like was it something like what did she get did she what was her relationship with her dad like uh that one that, her relationship with her dad was not the best uh he just recently like you know came around to have a relationship with her oh. i would say like a few years ago oh but um did he ditch her family uh, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't a situation where he ditched the family. Um, he did ditch her at a very, very difficult like point in her in her life. Uh huh. Like, um, like her and her 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 dad and her mom weren't like exactly together when they conceived her. Mm-hmm. So he was never really like in the picture like every mm-hmm. day. But he still had some sort of relationship with her. And there was a time where she was, um, in college and she like or had some like financial issues mm-hmm. and it was like she wasn't like enrolled in school for a while and mm-hmm. she was like couch surfing and mm-hmm. she finally found a place that her mom and her dad agreed to go half on mm-hmm. and um i think he made like two or three payments and then after that he just like disappeared like it, she couldn't get in contact uh, with him or anything like he uh, just stopped paying his half of the rent yeah so she had something really traumatic happen to her yeah, and I mean, I, that big. that was a difficult like situation because like, I like even me, I was like, "What do you mean? Like he just disappeared? Like w- what? Like you know when we would talk and that and I, you knew her then? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. still we still kind of like talked. Um, yeah, no, that's years. horrible to have anybody you know go through that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Terrible. but and then for a long time when he tried to come back into the picture, she was like against it, and then finally she was just like, "All right, let me." You know he's trying to be nice now, so let me mm-hmm. let me try to mm-hmm. try to be cool with him. Mm-hmm. So they have kind of a relationship now, but well, it I was a little see, rocky. I could see how some of that hurt might have translated onto you for sure. Right? How so? Well, because um, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I was, you know, I need I need to know more. I'm going to ask more questions, but sure. I mean, um, so her father was inconsistent and. He said he was going to be there, but he wasn't. And so it may be really hard for her to trust 
you to be there. I mean, you know, because even if you, you mean you're not like her dad, we get that, but it may be an area that she's just sensitive about and she hasn't like, she needs to come in and talk to me about it. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that people really need some help getting over or like, I mean, as it's going to take, that's hard. That's traumatic. You know, I don't know if you ever really get over that completely. And because she hasn't had that many, she's young. Um, she may be projecting some of that on you, no? Possibly. Like what I was going to ask you was, what was your role in her life? Did you make up for some of that stuff with her dad or what was your role in her life? Um, I would say that I, I feel like I, I definitely did. Um, I actually, when he disappeared, uh, I was, I was back home already. Um, cause I did, uh, I tried, I transferred to finish up my last year of school here in the city. So I was, I was working. And so when he did that, I felt really bad. And then I was just like, you know what? Um, I actually with her mom, uh, me and her actually was paying the, the rent for her. That's really, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like, her I'm going mo- I'm, I'm to cry. No, I mean, that's really touching. I mean, I don't mean to be facetious, but I am yeah. about everything. So. <clears throat> but uh, no, that's really, really touching and really, really, um, you know, everything generous, sensitive, all that stuff. Um, but no, I mean, that's more than most boyfriends would, would that you were playing like kind of a bit of a father, father, you were taking care of her in a real way. And I think um, like that could be confusing. I mean, I, the circumstances are what they are, but I think that's a lot for a young man such as yourself to be doing for somebody else. And that doesn't necessarily. Yeah. I think I was like 22 yeah, at that time. Or so I'm just wondering 22. if you needed to also feel like you were taking care of her or you're just by that nature. Like, I wonder if, she wound up depending on you more than she, you know, a lot as a boyfriend. And I wonder about your role in that, you know, if you needed, if you needed that, or if you just felt like you were doing the right thing, you were kind of doing the right thing, but I want to know what you felt about that. Um, I felt like, uh, I definitely felt like, uh, to like, within me just like it felt like the right thing to do right and um it wasn't I, like i don't i wouldn't say i did it just to feel like i was just taking yeah, care of right. her um but it was somebody that i i loved that right. was in need and i was in a position to help him so i was right. just like let me let me help them out i never i never even like held it over her head even no when we no fought. I, Some, I don't think so yeah, but like, like did you did you ever feel that way about your mom like having to take care of her uh, having to take care of my mom um mm-hmm. no no uh mm-hmm. i would say my parents um do a pretty good job of they they don't really ask us for much help like yeah for anything. so yeah. so that's yeah so that was from a healthy place i mean it may it probably was from a healthy place for you yeah but it might have been confusing to her which has nothing to do with any you just being like the decent boyfriend yeah but also the fact that you were mature, that like extra mature at a young age, 
might have made her feel safer than she would have, you know, with a normal 22-year-old or something, some other guy that didn't do so much. Yeah. But um, what occurred to me while we're talking is that um, you are really into your radio show and all your, that, and everything that that means to you, which is sort of finding yourself and having a creative outlet that you believe in and are growing and developing and getting, meeting people and getting a lot of, I know everyone at the station adores you (laughs) and stuff like that. Like you're doing really well with this and you're, you're getting rewarded for it and you're working hard on it. So I wonder if that's a little frightening for her because you are now going out on your own with something that's very meaningful to you. That's nothing that's taking that she may feel threatened by. Um, that's interesting. Take I, I never even like really thought about it that way because one of the things like she did always like talk about, like she doesn't know like what she wants to like do with, with life, with her life. Like mm-hmm. she has a job now and like, but she doesn't know like exactly what she wants to do. She wants to stay there, what career path she wants to go down. And for me, it was just like, okay, I want to, like I got laid off. I was like, all right, uh, time for me to, that's my sign. That's my cue. I'm going to go, I'm going to go full. I'm going to dive right into Mm -hmm. radio and Mm -hmm. doing everything I have to do to succeed in that. And um, I, yeah, things were moving pretty, pretty fast when I, when I got to Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And she probably saw a side of you um, illuminated and blossoming. That sounds like a cheesy word, but uh, let's say it uh, in a way that she hadn't experienced with you before. Perhaps she saw something get, you know, turned on in you. Yeah. uh, Yeah. No, that definitely happened because Mm -hmm. I felt like, because even when I was at the last job, like it, it was, it was good money, but I'm not one of those people that's like motivated by paychecks. Um, so mm-hmm. I was I was there for a while and I started to grow more and more like miserable while I was there. Like I hated it because I felt like I, you ever feel like you just need to be doing so much more. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I was sitting. Yeah. yeah, I was. So I was sitting there and I was uh, working. They would they had me doing client support. So uh-huh. you know I would deal with like other people's like uh-huh. pesky issues or uh-huh. people who don't know how to turn on their iPad or something stupid. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I was just so miserable. And I was like, yo, like I have all these, like I have all this creativity that I'm just not using. And it upset me that I was not using it. And so the last couple months I was there, I actually started a podcast um, mm-hmm. before, before I got to radio free Brooklyn. And I was doing a podcast mm-hmm. for a little bit and uh, it was like, okay, this is cool, but I want like more, like I want to be mm-hmm. on radio. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I did my research from Radio Free Brooklyn and that started to go. Like I, I felt like, I'm, okay, I'm using my creativity. Like, Well, you were the most enthusiastic volunteer we've ever had. I mean, I've been with the station from day one. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, why not? Like, why, know, why else would you volunteer at a radio station it, if you don't want to like, no, but I mean, it particularly spoke to you. I mean, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it happened really, you know, it just really struck a chord with you. I mean, that's great. You yeah. know, we all look for that in different ways. And this is what struck a chord for you. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense 
you know, the more you do it, right? You now, you know, you're getting deeper and deeper into it. You're involved in a lot more things here. You know, all the, you know, like you're doing, you know, they pay you to do like pot, the, you know, cover the podcast and stuff yeah. like that. Um, let's just um, do a, do a station ID. Why don't you do it, Ben? Ben, will you do the station ID for me since you're from the radio station? Sure. You're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the best station in the world. Don't you have to ask them to donate money? Oh, yeah, that's right. So reach deep into your pockets, right? First, pull out your cell phone. <laughs> Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Hit that donate button and then reach into your wallet. Pull out your credit card and uh, give us some money. A monthly a monthly pledge is great. Uh, one-time donation is great. If you decide to help us out, man, you're super awesome. Tell them about the show at the well. And tonight we're having a show. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn presents First Thursdays at the well. It's going down tonight. If you need something to do after you listen to Ben Not Talks. if you need something to do, you got to go. It's yeah, going to be awesome. Right. They really do you're pick right. the best bands. You're right. You it's know, not ben. if you need something to do. You do need something to do. It's the first day of February. Yeah, and you can you drink tonight. Exactly. Go there and get really wasted. Exactly. If you had a dry January, it's time <laughs> yeah, for... Go it's, there. T- find Tom and tell him Dr. Lisa said that's he right. would buy you a drink. It's time for that, fucked up February, man. Yeah, fucked up February, right. <laughs> Okay, so back back to this. So this is what I'm thinking. So, um, so anyway, you know, um, you started. You you found like. I mean, I don't like to say it. I mean, I just put it in terms of like almost like. And and you know, my husband and I are both artists, so we go through this sometimes. But it almost feels like you're having an affair. <laughs> there's something about it. Like there's another. And, well, I always say my art is my children, right? Uh-huh. That is really, for me, that's my first priority. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to do something creative, like a tough creative endeavor, it's got to be on the same level of importance as your relationships. It's a relationship with something outside yourself. Not that if you had five bucks and your girlfriend was hungry, you wouldn't spend it on, you know, a new amplifier or whatever you guys spend it on. Right. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a priority in your life and it's something that excites you in a way that like it's like a new relationship with a person almost and it's something that lights you up in a way like I you know my husband and I we I see that with all artists all creative mm-hmm. people you get excited about your project because it's new and it's yours and it's like you have all these dreams about it and you know the thing is, like a, a long-term relationship can give you a lot of a very solid foundation, which allows you to go out and explore the world. And that's yeah. how I I imagine you might have been. That might have been your experience. Oh uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what I'm thinking, as you just said, she doesn't didn't know exactly what she feels a little lost, and she's frankly at a disadvantage because she had. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry about like what happened with her family. It's terrible, and uh, I mean, it's not like you know. She's probably a smart girl, and she'll. I'm not saying like that's you know whatever, but you know, it's whatever the end. But I mean, she has some stuff to work through with men, possibly, and relationships. And she's not as on solid footing in her, in her being as you are, I think, because you have a good family foundation, and she she doesn't, right? Yeah, 
Right. So I think like all the things adding up, it might have been um, frightening for her that you were getting really excited about other things. And um, she might have uh, done a preemptive breakup strike, what I call preemptive breakup strike where you're afraid the other person's going to ditch you and you ditch them first. Like you get, I've, I'm the queen. I have been the queen of it at points in my life. So you get yeah, really insecure. <laughs> you get really insecure that this person isn't into you or it's not going to happen or they're going to disappoint you. And you're like, fuck it. That's it. I'm getting them out. I'm getting them out. I'm not going to deal with this. They're not that into me. They don't appreciate me. Fuck them. It's over. And so instead of like working through the uh, process with you. Like, I think, honestly, I think that as an adult, well, as an old person, I can say this, uh, if she had sat down with you and said, um, Ben, you know, I'm feeling like, suppose she had said, I'm feeling really insecure. I feel like, you know, this whole radio thing is really exciting for you and I'm happy you're doing well, but I feel like it's more important to you than me. And I'm just like, you know, I, I haven't had a good relationship with my dad and it's just really difficult for me. You might have reassured her or been able to talk through it. Yeah. Possibly. That's what, that's what I wish. Um, now I was just like, I wish there was an opportunity for us to like talk through it when just to kind of nip it in the bud before like you sat on it and, and let it fester and let it become this like issue. Right. So I'm wondering, I mean, there's not that much you can do about that. It's, you know, no, I'm wondering isn't. if you had noticed her doing, but I'm sure this isn't the first time this kind of behavior has happened, right? There have been other times where you felt like she wasn't telling you how she felt, right? Yeah. And so how did you deal with it then? Um, at first I used to try to be like, yo, like I can tell like something's wrong, what's going on, talk to me, talk to me. And then... uh. I realized that that probably wasn't the best way, way to, to go about it. So I used to just tell her, like, you know what? I know, like, talking about certain things that you're feeling might be a little difficult for you. You know, whenever you're ready, I'm all ears. Like, I'll drop whatever I'm doing whenever you're ready to talk to me and we could, we could talk about it. Okay, so that's really nice and, like, kind of the right way to do it. But, like, here's what just I would, would have suggest, perhaps, mm -hmm. is... uh Make her responsible because she's she is responsible for her feelings. So if you had said to her, um, I'm here for you and I want to hear what's on your mind. But if you don't tell me, I can't know. So if you are feeling something about our relationship that I need to know, it's up to you to tell me. Yeah. Do you see the difference to make her the adult responsible? Yeah. To be telling you that instead of you know, coddling her a little bit, which we all love, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a nice way to be if it works, mm -hmm. but she also needs to be, she has to be responsible for her own feelings, which is a hard, which is hard to put on somebody, but it is the only way they're going to grow. Right. Yeah, that's true. So how are you feeling about like, where's your relationship now? We have, yeah. With who? With her now. Like, is it uh, over? Where? How do you feel about it? Is it over? What's going on? If, uh, it feels like it's over. I still got a shitload of uh, stuff crap. over there. Yeah. No, oh, I, yeah, over I have, there, a, yeah, right. I have like a shitload of my stuff that's still over there. But um, we haven't. Uh, we had like a conversation last week, Thursday. I want to. I want to say, 
uh, or was it Friday? But I haven't talked to her this week. How was that conversation? Uh, it was just, you know, I, it, that was the one conversation we had in a while, like after we broke up where we didn't like bring up like the relationship or anything like that. It was just felt like just two like friends just talking, Chatting. yeah, la- laughing it up and uh, having a good conversation. But I haven't uh, talked to her since since then. So what would you like to have happened in, with this? Do you have an idea? At this point, honestly, I don't. I have no idea. Um, at first, I was just like, I, I, I like, I got, I want to get back with her. Like that was my, my initial thought. And then as time went on, I, 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 I'm like more so on the side of like, I don't think that that's what she would want, and and I'm not too sure if like that is probably the best thing. For what do you me mean right you now. don't stink? What does that mean? Uh, like you're that you're a bad guy. No, I definitely don't think. No, I know guy. that. No, no but um, what do you mean by that? You don't stink. That's what I'm trying to find. No, out. I, I mean, I, I meant to say like I don't think that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> duh. I didn't I don't, hear it. I don't, right? I, <laughs> I thought, I, he stinks. Yeah, what? I can't tell. I can't tell. Um, so you I can't get a read think, on it right now. Okay. So. so, but what? So, so when you were thinking about marrying, so you're thinking maybe you were thinking about marrying this person. Yeah. And now you're thinking like. You're, are you confused? Are you like, I don't want to, do you want to make something? What do you want? Do you know? Right now, I don't know. I, I don't know what I want. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I want. Like, I, I was, I was telling myself, like, at first when it happened that, you know, this might just be like something we're just going through and maybe it'll work itself out and we'll be back together. But as time went on, I was just like, you know, I'm not too sure if that's what she wants, and I'm not too sure if that's what I want right now. I, I like I don't know. Like I really don't know. Hmm. Because um, you're also thinking about what she wants. So because I think like she needs to like take like I said take responsibility for her own feelings. Mm-hmm. But what's kind of um. What I'm thinking about is that there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been said, right? Between us? Yeah. Like me and her? Yeah. Is there? Oh, yeah. There's a shitload of stuff that hasn't been said. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. that hasn't been communicated. That hasn't been communicated. So there was stuff maybe building up the whole time? Um. Yeah. I mean, for, for it to come to a head the way it did, yeah, it had to be have like been building up. Had you been talking to her about how you felt? Like, were you in... in were you consistently like, yeah, this is the woman for me the whole time? Or were you consistent in, did you talk to her about your feelings? Like, did you know what they were? Were you communicative? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you said what you needed to say, but she didn't say what she needed to say. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I would like to see her. I mean, I've, she needs to have some growth. The thing that I worry, since you're my client, I'm concerned about um, you repeating this pattern. What pattern? The pattern of being with a woman who isn't communicating her feelings. Yeah, I don't want so, to repeat that. <laughs> um, well, you know, the whole thing about ther- therapy and, and just being on the planet in general, I believe is growth. So mm-hmm. if something gets fucked up, you got to grow from it. 
you know, and, yeah. and it's hard to grow. We, if you're, if you're in a bad place, well, you're having a growth experience. It's great. So you seem like you're fine about it. I'm not fine about it. I mean, you seem like fully, you're not devastated. Um, or are you, how do you feel? I had a rough two weeks, first two weeks of, of January. You missed her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I kind of, I'm at a point right now where I'm just like, there's no, like, I can't, I don't feel like I can change it right now. So I was just like, it's kind of, I just got to accept it, I guess. Well, you can change it if you want to, I think. If you wanted to, and I'm not saying you should, but saying right. you can't change it is a little bit uh, abdicating, Be- I think, perhaps, because I think that you, like, say you really wanted to get back with her, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you should, but, like, if you really wanted to get back with her, you could say, like, let's go out for coffee and just talk and tell her that, you know, you were really hurt that she didn't trust you and believe in you that you were committed to her and you don't understand why she didn't communicate these um issues that she was having and you know that wasn't gonna that isn't um setting either of you up for having a solid relationship if she isn't gonna be you know if you want to you can bring her back in here we'll fix it all up that's what i'm telling (laughs) no no but you know what i'm saying like if you wanted to, you could take responsibility for where you are now, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And you could sit her down and ex- tell her your point of view of what happened and her role in it. And then sh- you might, you know, you could acknowledge your role or whatever. And you'd probably learn more from her. I don't know what happened. And, you know, as the grown up, you would have to try and stay calm and all that. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's not hard for me. I'm a no, relatively yeah. calm person. <laughs> So I'm saying that it's you do have I'm saying like you're you're saying you don't think that you can do anything about it and I'm saying well that's not really true. Mm-hmm. That's a I'm I'm being hard on you and saying that might be a convenient way to be thinking about it as a defense. That's what I'm saying really. Just okay. to think about it. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's one way to think about it. Uh, but what I am concerned about is going forward that you having a pattern like this. So I want to know how you wound up with a woman who was uncommunicative. And also you have said in your own way, you know, I was saying that you were a very quiet person when I met, when I first met you, how mm-hmm. I really was surprised when I heard you on air, when I was like, man, this person has like a, you know, 100-watt personality. How come he was so, you know, nice and shy and quiet? Nice nice guy. And, like, who is this person? So this is what I'm trying to say, that maybe that person would have been with a woman who was really not that communicative. So this is what I'm curious about. Oh, how? Um, like, I, who is that person? Because that person, I can imagine being with an uncommunicative person. Oh, the person I am, like, off the air? Yeah. Oh. Or when I first met you, um, I guess I, I'm just like that, like in general, because I try to like really observe people around me mm-hmm. and try to. I guess I try to get a read off of like people before I kind of know who. Okay, who I'm gonna 
like associate myself with, who I'm going to talk to, who I'm going to be cool with, who I'm going to like show like my personality like to. Um, so I, I guess I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very quiet. Maybe the first like month you might meet me or know me. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, once I tell myself like, okay, this person seems cool. Let me open up to them. Mm-hmm. So is that, first of all, you that, that says to me that you're very self-contained. You don't, you're not like dying. You don't need a lot of people. You don't need a ton of friends, a ton of approval. You're pretty secure. Your parents liked you, I think. Yeah. Right. I, I, I believe so. I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess so, so. You know, you should, you should, you know, you're lucky. Not, not that many people have that, you know, that yeah. kind of, uh, solid background. Good for your folks. Um, so there's that, but, uh, what am I trying to, wait, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, so, uh, what was I thinking? Now that I lost my train of thought, I have to get it back. Ah, so you're, you have a solid family and, uh, you are choosing who you, carefully, who you want to like hang out with. Now, is that a, are you judging them are you not trusting them what what what's the criteria of being your friend um i wouldn't say like i'm judging them uh i just like and not this hasn't even like personally happened to me but i've seen people like become call someone a friend and bring them in way too fast and this person ends up like burning them or just some like big betrayal like so i try to to I can't stop that from happening completely, but if I, I feel like if I take my time and like really get a read of somebody, then that would prevent like me bringing the wrong people like into my life and and bringing the wrong people like around me. Well, I'm going to say that sounds kind of extreme and I'm wondering about issues of trust because most people don't, don't think that black and white. They think like, ah, here's somebody, what's their deal? They're not thinking like, I mean, they talk to them when they meet them. <laughs> yeah. No, I, t- I talk. No, like, I yeah. know. I'll, I'm I'll talk. You. You know. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. No, but you know what I mean? Most people aren't thinking that hard in that way when they meet people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if somebody is friendly to them, wants to hang out, maybe you'll say, nah, I don't feel like it. I'm busy that night. But I don't think that many, you're, 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 you seem particularly cautious about getting to know people. And I'm wondering where that came from. Like, are you just naturally that way? Have you always been that way? Did something happen to you as a kid, or uh, yeah. did you did a, did somebody get fucked over? A close friend of yours, relative, brother, sisters? No, uh, you know what? Uh, my I've seen it happen to to my parents a few times. Like what? Like what kind of thing? Uh, situations where they were like really like helping people out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, once one situation in particular uh, with my, with my dad, uh, my dad. So my dad's a pastor. I come from like a religious oh, family. Okay. Right. So that says a lot. Yeah. yeah so um, he was, I've seen it and this happened to him like more than once where mm-hmm. there'd be a member in the church who was down on their luck or just in a really bad spot. And so he would be like helping them like look for a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, even helping like pay their rent and like once they get back on their feet it's like all right fuck you dude like and like they just go about their business no thank you no like and then they 
they'll talk bad about him as if like he wasn't really? like, healthy. Yeah, like <laughs> I've seen that. So fucked up. Yeah, it's very fucked up. I've seen it happen a few uh-huh. times. So like when I noticed that, I was just like, man, you really gotta like be careful about who you uh-huh. bring in around you because like, uh-huh. you could help somebody out and bring them off their feet like help bring them on their feet and then they could turn around and give you their ass to kiss like whenever they want and it's just so, so that's an interesting thing because on one hand your father's like a really great guy your parents because they do all that but on the other hand like it's kind of like you know, it's just fucked up. I'm going to just say that. Like, do you, yeah, if I is. was in your shoes, I would feel kind of angry at those people. And I'd feel, frankly, I'm just going to say this. I would feel disappointed if that, if that happened in my family and those were my parents, I would feel disappointed that they let that stuff happen and that you couldn't protect them and they couldn't protect themselves. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's just, it's a tough spot because like he's a, you're a pastor. So if you, if you're in the church and you go to your pastor and you say, Hey, Pastor, I, I like I need help with my rent, like stuff like that. Like, just the the job itself. Like, you can't exactly say like, no, sorry, the last person f right, me over. Right. You know, so it puts them in a tough spot. Right. It's like to it, where they have to put themselves out there to possibly make that same mistake like over again. Sure, of course, that's yeah. what they signed up. I mean, it would be like if you had your father was a doctor and like had to leave your, you know, piano recitals regularly or shit i mean it's just a it's a job hazard yeah but that's not to say that that's not aggravating and disappointing as like especially as a kid yeah you know that that happens so you have kind of an an interesting perspective on helping people then uh yeah i'll help people out like obviously i told you like what i did earlier um but i'll help people out but i have I'm always like iffy, like, man, I hope like this person doesn't like give me their ass to kiss as soon as they get a chance. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have maybe a little bit of trouble trusting the general population. Yeah, I could say, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> like not your, <laughs> not, not the people you're close to. Cause you know yeah. them, you know, they're not going to fuck you. Yeah. And you're probably like a great friend. So you've got really good, solid relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. But um, other people, um, but you can't, you know, and even when you get close, first of all, everyone is disappointing. Yeah, in a, in a sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, didn't you see that the other night on uh, who's more annoying with those couples? I mean, we, you know, we are cruel to the people we love by accident it happens yeah yeah. it happens uh so it's gonna happen but i'm wondering i'm still not really so i think you have trouble trusting the people in general you may feel particularly disappointed in your girlfriend after all you did for her which you did do a lot and i know you weren't doing it for a thank you but you did do a lot for her and she just like threw you out yeah there's, uh, there's that feeling too. <laughs> yeah. So you might be angry about that. Uh, I just think that um, I'm wondering what I'm wondering about is why she didn't communicate is, or why you're with somebody who uh, you're with, you pick somebody who didn't communicate. You're comfortable with somebody who didn't communicate. You, you did, you helped them. You were there for them. It wasn't like you got in their way. You were mm-hmm. available. You were open to it, but you were also knowing the whole time, probably that that person wasn't really good at communicating. Am I right? 
with you. Yeah, it was something that I guess I kind of like told myself that I guess to just we could work through it. I guess I was I just kept telling myself like eventually like she'll get to the point where she's the open book and she'll tell me how she's feeling when she's feeling it. And it doesn't have to be like pulling teeth. Right. But there's also something that was you were comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have a role in it. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. And I was, yeah, you know what? You're right. I was very comfortable with that for a long time. Yeah. But I guess more so recently, I was just like, you know, when I started thinking about like forever, like a life together, like being married, you know, you always hope that that's going to be like forever. Right. And when I started thinking about that, I was just like, well, you know, it's time to really like address some of the things that I have like a serious problem with just so that it's not because it doesn't become this whole gigantic like situation mm-hmm. like years down the road and, and there's a nasty mm-hmm. divorce mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. so it's just like you know to i sat her down and was like yo like i don't feel like you know you let me in emotionally and mm-hmm. that's a big thing because you know it's something that i didn't do at first and i started to, to do mm-hmm. and made an effort to do mm-hmm. and i just felt like that in particular wasn't like reciprocated by yeah Right. So, um, yeah. So you want to make sure that you're with somebody. You also have a role in it. So you can like tell that person that you can't, you know, this, this isn't a satisfying relationship for you. If they don't express their feelings that you can't guess them, you have to make demands. Yeah. Are you good at making demands on, on, on people? Um, for the most, you know, not when it came to a relationship, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll admit that I wasn't. I wasn't why? great. I, don't, I have no idea. You didn't want them to. <laughs> no you idea. didn't want to be the guy that needed something. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know, Ben. We. I think we. We only have like one minute left, no. and we're not gonna like. Yeah, we're not gonna crack this. You have to come back for another session. <laughs> hey, whenever you want to have me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we. I think we have. I think we have a lot to think about here. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. And anyway, that was that was pretty good. I felt like we got somewhere there. You do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody who's listening sticks around for Elon Danziger's Lost and Rewound. That show's awesome, right? Yeah, it's a funny show. Yeah, and Elon is the best, right? <laughs> I love Elon. So you should stick around for that. That's going to be on right after this. Uh, ben talks. Ben's going to be on at 5. 5 o'clock today. Yeah, I should come back and make you talk. Maybe I'll call in or something. I'll call in. We're talking about uh, baby mothers and baby father drama. Today. Oh. Yeah, oh. so. Well, I don't like kids. So. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm hoping that uh, a lot of people are calling in. Calling in today. Yeah, so call in for Ben and yeah, make man. sure you go to the well tonight. That's going to be right. so much fun. It's really great. It's going to be really great bands. Do you know they have like lesbian country band tonight? Yeah. yeah. I know. Like how cool is that? Who knew? Who even knew that was a genre? Should be, should be fun. Yeah. So thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Rebroadcast tomorrow.